Welcome everybody. What's going on? Season two. You with your man, John Hudson. Welcome to Focus Driven with John Hudson. Today I got a special guest. Um, man, we had such a good time with our last guest, Mr. Roger Struggs, man. And once again, Roz, thanks so much, man. We appreciate you, man. And now I got to move on to the next one for season two. I got my boy all here. We've been knowing each other, man, since at least 94, 95. And as you can see, he's highly, highly known in the basketball world. And I'm not going to hold him to that because he's Wyandotte County born and raised and on the playground is where he spent most of his days. And then he went and transferred from KCK to the great Oklahoma University. And as you can see with some of the paraphernalia in his background, we ain't going to dock him for that. I'm talking to my main man, the one and only Mr. Kelly Newton. What's happening, Chief? Man, listen, I, I, I want to tell you this, man, because, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, we go way back, man. But and I mean back in the 90s. But I want to tell you, man, I'm so proud of you, man. A lot of people, not only from Wyandotte County, but, you know, Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri. Why, man, they don't know how much of a positive influence you've been uh, to Wyandotte County, to the KCK culture, to black men. And man, I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, the blessing of giving just do or just do, man. I, I really appreciate good brothers giving back to the community and not just talking about it, but being about it, man. And you could have went anywhere in the world, you know, uh, and did your thing. But you, you came back home after you played and got all the exposure and did all these things. Played with a lot of great professionals and semi-pro players. And at the end of the day, you came back, man. And I, and I just want to say thank you, man. Hat, 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 literally, my hat is off to you right now for that. I appreciate it, brother. Right. First of all, you know, how's how's the family doing? Wife, kids, everybody, everybody good, brother? Uh-huh. 
Okay. And my youngest is three. Mm. So I never, I never forced basketball. Okay. My uh, nine-year-old, this is her first year playing. Ah. And uh, I'm telling you, man, it's tough for me right now. <laughs> I want to go all out. I know you do. <laughs> That is. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see if she loves it. Okay. I always told myself I will never be that parent. Right. That will have your kids burned out. Right. I, I've seen it so much, man. When I was on the AAU circuit, and yeah. The summer program circuit and doing individual workouts, and when their kids got to their junior and senior in high school, they were done. Yeah, man. And they was just finishing it up. Right. Right. Right, like how we did it, man. Yeah, we we man. we we know what it's like to get out there and just be like, move out the way. I'm ready to go. Give me a ball. Let's let's do this. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching that thing. Okay. Like a couple of weeks ago, man, I went and got. You know how we had the Nerf hoop. Yeah, yeah. So now now everything is real rims, real basketball. Right, the nets and basketball. everything. Yeah. So I went out to Walmart to pick one up. Uh-huh. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to put it on the back of the door in the playroom. Uh-huh. And just see what happens. Uh-huh. And man, this thing talks. So it got a five-second countdown. It has a 60-second 60, 60 countdown. Are you serious? <laughs> my nine-year-old, we're like, come on, daddy, let's go. <laughs> she's like playing the five-second countdown. So she's like, five. Four. That's too fun right there. I wish. I wish. I got this little goal up here, man. And I mean this little, but I just put it up there because it's just something to do. Something for them to play with when they come over to see me. And the ball, the rim is like this big for real. It's like this big. And the ball is like little bit, like just enough to get in the rim. And you're going to miss it as soon as you shoot it. You got to like hit it on point. And my oldest son, he's on it. He's like, Dad, I'm going to try to throw it off the wall because it's a little Nerf thing. And I'm like, son, this this don't count. Just, I mean, just, you know. But he's like determined. I'm like, I'm going to get a real Nerf gold. And we're going to do it that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to get bust. I'm going to have to bust the move and do it. Now, I'm going to say this. Me and my brother now growing up, we didn't have Nerf gold. What we used to do we used to grab a hanger. They had these little cardboard hangers. We used to yeah. break the hanger, turn it, get some duct tape, roll the duct tape, connect it together, roll the duct tape, take the hanger, bend it, put it behind the doorknob, shut the door, and that was our hoop. We took a sock that we had off our shoes, an old sock or something, balled it up. We balling. We, we playing right there. Now, let me tell you how far I went. Yeah. 
Wow. Hey, you had to make some. Some had to swing. Man, some had to swing. That's what you do for wind I, I, I And I know I wasn't the only one that did it if you were a true hooper. We're going to find a way to ball somewhere, somehow in the house. Oh, yeah. Something. Something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm telling you. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. Well, man, listen, man, I, I, I'm glad you on. I wanted to talk today, man, and 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 really kind of let people know a little bit about you and your journey, man. Um, a lot of people don't know you went to Wyandotte High School, graduated 95, 96, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? 96. And that's the year I came out. So we both were seniors that year. And you was a sharp shooter. You had, uh, you know, a, a, a tremendous game. You had a nose for the ball. Everybody knew Kelly was out there. Everybody knew we had to figure out a way to stop him. And in some degrees, it was kind of unstoppable because your jump shot was wet. We was trying to figure out if you could just stop that jump shot to some degree, and we might have a chance to win. And y'all, every year that you played, especially our senior year, y'all beat us, I believe, all three times. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and the thing that we can brag about Washington my senior year is that we beat Slego four times that year. All we was under, and that was our rivalry. So between y'all and Wyandotte, if you're from Wyandotte County, it was, it was three schools. It was Washington, Slego, Wyandotte, Sumner. All right. We, and, and Harmon. But we knew Harmon, they always wanted to fight. They always had some kind of element to where we was going to win anyway, no matter really what, unless you just gave up the game on something else. Man, I, I love my boys over in Harmon, man. I love Matef, man. Me and Lonzo, we talk about this all the time. You know, it's been in four years, they beat us one time, and that was my senior year. Oh, uh, that's right. Sure was. They beat us the, 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 the uh, Second time at at Dayton. At home. No, they beat us at our place. Oh, at, at Wanda. Yeah, we beat them at their place. They beat us at our place. And then we had to play in the championship game with us that year. Man. And yeah. we beat the crap. I, I, I know y'all did. We uh, beat them. We, we, we beat them both times off my senior year. And we beat Sumner. We only played Sumner once. And we was on a high school game of the week. And, and Sumner beat us by one point. It was uh, Lee James hit the last second shot, and we both was 4-0 that year. They was 4-0, we were 4-0, and everybody knew that we was, it was it was us, Sumner, and, and y'all, Wanda. We was the top three teams, and everybody was looking at us from all across the country, because everybody had so much talent. And uh, we ended up losing to them by one point, and man, you talk about devastating loss. I think I had like 11 or 12 points. Earl had like 18 or 19. The Montgomery brothers, and like, you know, Sumner Floyd Hawkins had like 10, Lee James had like 17, Al Collins had like eight, eight assists. I mean, it was just it was like, man. So I wanted you to tell people like the yeah. journey going from Wyandotte to making that decision to go to Neosho and then the jump to the D1 school with that OU. Kind of tell them how it was back then, just the culture and kind of the camaraderie of what was going on, man. <laughs> man, personally, man, that time 
just saying that just because I lived in that time, but I don't know if that time will ever be duplicated because... Tell them. I don't think so was, either. So, so many, much talent. Well, there was so many great people before us that paved the way. Yeah. And, you know, like I, we shared before, man, that my history in Wyandotte County, you know, I'm the youngest of six kids. Right. So I grew up at Wyandotte High School. My, I feel like I've been at Wanda High School since, since the day I was born. Because I'm the youngest of six, and it's 10 years between me and some twins, and then right. 14, 15, 16 years. Wow. So I came out the womb, I basically was at Wanda High School, bro. Right. Because I got a sibling that graduated in 79, 80, 81. Wow. So the whole time, like my... My oldest sister graduated there, and she didn't really play sports. But the second one was my sister, and she played sports. Right. And I was the ball boy on their high school team. <laughs> and then I had a brother that played football, mm-hmm. and he played basketball, and I was the ball boy. Wow. So then the twins come along. They playing football, basketball, volleyball, basketball. Well, they was my babysitters, so they had to drop me off at practice. <laughs> go home with them afterwards because parents was working. Right. So what did the, all the coaches do? All the coaches, they had me chasing balls. Yeah. I was chasing volleyball. I was chasing football. <laughs> I was chasing basketball. But I say all of that to say, I got to see the 80s era of basketball in Wyandotte County from Slago, Washington, Wyandotte. Yeah. Calvin Thompson at Wyandotte go on to play at KU. Yeah. Man, I seen him break a backboard at Wyandotte Schlegel rivalry at Wyandotte. Wow. And that's the that's the round backboard. Right. And the game started at like 8.30 after all the JV games and the girls games. Back then, it was four games a day. Wow. JV girls, JV boys, varsity girls, varsity boys, all in the main gym. So the gym was just packed. Wow. And standing room only, he comes down, tomahawk, boom, breaks and shatters the backboard. Guess what? We all thinking they about to call the game. Nah. Go take the gold backboard down off the other gym. Get maintenance. Go take the backboard down off there. Clean up this mess. Let's go into the backboard. Let's put it up and put the rim up. And we're going to finish this game. We didn't get out of there until like 2 in the morning. Wow, man. That's crazy. It's got to be the longest high school game in America. And you was there. I was in the 80s. I was there. I was there. I had to be six, six years old. <laughs> so we fast forward to the late 80s. Right. Because instead of twins, they graduated in 87. So now I see Squirrel. I see Steve Hill. Right. I see, I see Andy Taylor. Mm. I see all these names. And I, I feel bad because I can't mention all the Slego names, but if I've seen them, right. their face, right. I could tell you, like, yo, I remember you, I remember you, I remember you. Right. So I'm chasing my brothers and sisters around at every gym, not just with school, but when they play rec league. Right. So I'm at Kensington, I'm at JFK. So this is my experience. I'm in every gym in Wyandotte County mm. playing ball, trying to shoot. It's timeout, halftime, the whole night. Right. So when it's my turn and I have.
had to wait my turn because in the neighborhood, Curtis Lee. Mm-hmm. Curtis Lee, Jabo. Oh, better known as Andrew. Better known as Andre Davis. We call him the GOAT. He's the GOAT. We 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 know of him as the greatest basketball player Wyandotte County has ever seen. And if 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 you don't mind me saying this, I honestly believe there will never be another Andre Davis unless uh, after we pass away, because I haven't seen one since. Yeah, and Larry Drew, because Larry Drew, Larry Drew, right, right, man. But for what I seen with my own eyes, what we what we seen, because Jabo was in that era right before us, us, right, yeah, and at five nine, yeah, solid five nine, five nine, solid. He could pass. He could dribble. He was, he was our version, our neighborhood George. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. And then, you know, he graduates and you got Vincent Smith. Vincent Smith. Well, let me go back before, before Vincent. Well, well I guess it's the same. It's now. about the day. Yeah, they, they're the same era. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chris Wing. Right, right, right. Javon Truder. Javon Yeah, Javon Cruder. Anthony, Anthony. The Peeler. Yes. Greg Gurley. Gurley. <laughs> uh, Adonis Jordan. Jordan, right. Billy Thomas. Billy, man, they played on Antioch outside of County Mr. West. Yeah. We were there. State line and the other court on Antioch. Mm-hmm. All these outdoor courts, man. We are seeing this. And then you go to the Bell Rec and you see a poet. Uh, and and that's where that's where for me as a as an ex basketball semi pro player when I when I went to that at sixteen seventeen I was like if I can make it just to here then you know you're doing something because you can't just be a regular you know regular guy or a good player just to be you had to have done something great or be on a college team where your coach got you in so that you can get that experience because it was like playing in a preseason NBA game bro nationwide you hear about the Drew League yeah that was the equivalent of the Drew League in that time right here in our city yeah yeah Right. And if you had aspirations of becoming an athlete, a professional athlete, you had to sit through that. Um, I was very fortunate. I I, I rarely share this story. I was very fortunate. Mike Jeffers, 
Uh, and I shared my story before me and you've played and we're going to talk about the college days real quick is that my, Mike Jeffers gave me, he said, John, I'm going to give you a full ride scholarship. And I walked on the team and he said, yo, we're going to be playing in the Bell League and this will give you the exposure and, and, and help you work on your game. I didn't, you know, I've been there before, but I didn't know during that year who was playing in that right. league. Right. So the first game we played against, the first person I had to hold was Tyron Lue. Oh, bro. Bruh. That's like trying to hold water in your hands backwards, going up a hill, listening to Michael Jackson without saying, hee-hee. You know, <laughs> it was impossible. After that game, I think Tyron had like 20 points. I had maybe 10, but I had like, I was always known for rebounding. So I had like maybe five or six rebounds. I told Tyron Lue, I said, man, I have never played with a guy so quick in my entire life. And he was like, hey, man, just keep doing what he was very humble. I think it was like his sophomore year at Nebraska. Uh, he, 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 he always was down to earth. And he was like, hey, man, just keep playing, keep working hard. But I was like, I was looking up to him like, dog, how did you get that fast? Because he would dribble the ball between his legs up the court running. And I, I would be infatuated. I'm like, how you do that? And so it just made me want to work even harder to be like, wow, I want to be like him. And then a year later, he goes to the draft and then he gets drafted by the Lakers. And then my dad says to me, he says, now, see, you play with NBA caliber players. Now, if you can do that or excuse me, he said, now, if Tyron can go from Kansas City and get up there with them. You could do the same thing. And I just I kept working. And so tell me, tell them about your experience from that college pro-am day. Everything that we just mentioned cultivated who I was, you know, and I contribute. (coughs) And and like I said, I mentioned Curtis Lee before. Yeah. And Curtis Lee, we grew up three houses apart. Mm -hmm. He had a basketball court in his backyard. And I grew up around them and every single day, me and my boy Marlon Chen, man, mm-hmm. his granddad lived on our block, man. We would go down there and watch these dudes play every single day. Yeah. We, we, they wouldn't let us play because right. they felt like we were a little too young. Right, right. They are playing three on three, full court on a dirt court, the goals on two trees with a tree in the middle, and they are diehard hooping. So I contribute a lot of stuff to them because wow. a lot of bumps and bruises. Right, right. It was, we couldn't get on the court until they was done. Right. And all we could do was shoot. And then I got the bright idea of, you know what, I'm going to organize my own game if they're going to let us play on the court. Uh-huh. So when they got finished, I rounded up my partners and we would play our game. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dog pound, baby. More than y'all. Y'all had to fight the team. You know it.
Andre Davis was another guy named Andre, light-skinned Andre. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we had, we had, man, we had the whole block, the whole neighborhood. Right there. Right there, heckling everybody. Give it, staffing up, giving you high five and layup line. So I'm like, yep, y'all about to do that work today. Right. But they always had us protected. They always had us on the straight and narrow. They wouldn't let us fall to the wayside with the streets or anything. Wow. They knew that basketball was our ticket. Right. So <clears throat> I grew up around that environment that always said there's something bigger for you. Just keep pushing, keep playing. And that's nothing but just motivation. Yeah. That's motivation to keep hoping and keep keep the camaraderie going. Keep working, building your craft. So right. I always felt in high school that it was not enough. I listen nowadays and people say, man, you can do this, that, and the other. Let me tell you how I really felt about myself in high school. I felt like I wasn't good enough, dog. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I worked so hard. Right. I always, I never was complacent. I always felt like I had something to prove or something to overcome. There was something bigger. Right. <clears throat> and I didn't have the grades to go D1 out, out of, out, outside. Right. And a lot of people don't know this. I had more offers for football than basketball. Wow. And... You know, I started quarterback all four years in high school. Yep, yep. And I had way more offers. I mean, Prop 48. Yeah. They were, they were Prop 48 me in football. Wow. Because they wanted me to come. Right. But I had to go junior college because I didn't pay, I didn't get the fifth score high enough on ACT. So I narrowed it down, man. And I said, you know what? I got to make a decision if I'm going to play football or basketball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I chose basketball. And I chose Neosho County because they did not have a football offensive. Hmm. Simple as that. Wow. I mean, went, went down for a visit. Johnson County wanted me. They don't have a football team, but they wanted me. Right. Dodge City. Uh, pretty much everybody in the Duco. When, mm-hmm. when me and JB went out for a visit, I was crap. We was like, nah, we ain't going this far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Neosho had two things going for him. It was two hours away from home, which I thought was far enough. And they were scoring 120 points a game, dog. Yeah. And Coach Gio <clears throat> said, I want to lead the country in three points made. I said, where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> this man is waving the white flag, and he going to let me put it up. I, oh, I, my I, goodness. I, I asked Coach Gio, I said, and I went, and, I went and watched them. At the end of the game, I went and watched when they played Johnson County at Johnson County. Uh-huh. That's the first game I went and watched. Who, who was playing? That was, uh, not, what, what year was that, 94, 95? That was 96. Was Javon Jefferson? Was 95, 95, 96, so that was my senior year. Okay, so oh. Javon Jefferson was there. Uh, uh, J- Jeremy Gorm was there. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, th- 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 that, those, that clan, that group. That <laughs> yeah, bro. Neosho County put up one thirty three on them. See, before all they had eight guys uh-huh. at the end of that year, they top eight guys all signed D one. I, I believe it. I believe and it. I said, I got to go. I <laughs> one thirty three, and all they did is shoot three, Bruh and that's way before the game that they playing right now. By the way, that this this ain't got nothing on what Stephen Curry's doing and 
and all Kevin Durant. You're right. And I, we're not knocking it at all, but this is in the 90s when we was in the heat of it. Right. Yeah. I tell people all the time, what, what we seen Golden State do for that five-year stretch, Yeah. I seen that already. I played in that one. We did that already. But more importantly than that, Kelly, a lot of people don't know out of every conference, junior college conference in the nation, Tell them how important and how big the Jayhawk Conference was. Man, during that era, and it's not the same. It is. It's definitely not the same now. It still, it still has the reputation from the past. Right. Not, not the same. same. Right. During that era, during that era, there is, there are 22, 21 Jayhawk junior college teams. Right. Right. In the Jayhawks during that time, man, I played against Lee Nalen. Lee mm-hmm. Nalen played 15 years in the league. Mm-hmm. J.R. Ryder was at, had just graduated from Allen, Allen County. Allen County, yep. Ruben Patterson had just graduated from Independence. Keep going. 15 years in the league. And before Ruben Patterson... The Harvey brothers was there, I believe. Either Horace, yeah, yeah, yeah. either Horace uh, or uh, Harvey yeah, was Harvey was there, right? Harvey Grant was there before he went to uh, uh, Horace went to Clemson. Harvey went to Virginia, up yeah, Virginia or something like that. But man, pros came out of the Jayhawks. Yeah, Reggie Evans who played at Coffeeville. Coffee. <laughs> I know that he same time. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was nuts, right? With the talent level that was going on, so uh, that was definitely attractive. That was off the chain, right? To you know, talent and the choice of going to the Osho County, man. So you wanted to just play on the best stage, man. Yeah, I. Yeah, was a heck of a coach, man. I believe it, man. man. I believe it. We, we. yeah, at Johnson County, we envied you guys a lot because we knew that the coach let y'all let the ball fly. You know, yeah. where where with us, you know, Jeffers had us on a on a lock and chain, and he was like, "This is this is how it's gonna be done. If you don't like it, you're gonna be over here with me." So, uh, so when we played y'all, I remember y'all y'all lit us up. Y'all probably blew us up by like 25, 27 points. And then after we played y'all, we had to go to Hutch and play where they ended up kicking our butts. And we had a bad year. I think the year 97, 98 was the year uh, we started with 16 guys and then we ended up with eight because four was ineligible and then four just, you know, did stupid stuff, got kicked out the team. But the reason why I'm, I'm put, pointing this out is because you took advantage of the opportunity that was presented. That presented. You knew what you wanted. You knew it was a coach that believed in you, and you knew that if you just walk certain steps, you will finally get to the top of that staircase and get to your ultimate goal, which was playing D1 yeah, basketball. Well, you know, I, I mentioned earlier how I felt like I wasn't good enough to play. Mm-hmm. One of the, I later realized one of the reasons I felt that way is because I've been playing with grown men since I was 11 years 
fast. <clears throat> it was like, right. It was like it, 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 there was no adjustment for me. Right. It was like this is what I'm talking about because I had always played with grown men. I mean, we went up to Leavenworth and played on the army base. Right. And you know, I used to do stuff like that. So I found myself, and I found my my words. I found my game. I found everything I needed to do at Neosho County. So it was kind of like taking a key and just unlocking some, you know, different level of the game. Right. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. So I finally felt at home on the court. That is, that's fantastic. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy, man. And the thing that just really skyrocketed was our preseason jamboree that we used to do before the season started. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Once the season started, we walked, everybody, remember, everybody went to coffee. Yeah. And it was a pre-conference tournament. Right. We played against it. All the, all the good teams, right, so, right. Yeah, east and west. East right. And west. That's all it was. The east was straight up against the west. Right. And, man, the first night we played Dodge City, man. And, bruh, we, everybody was in the main gym watching Coffee Bill and Coffee Bill and Butler. Right. Ooh. Bruh, by midway of the first half of that game, Everybody was in our gym. I believe it. And one of the reasons why, at the 10-minute mark, I had like three threes, and it was just unconscious. Right. I finished with 10-3. I was 10 for 20. Golly. I had I had 43 points. I had uh, uh, 11 rebounds and 10 assists. Wow. In that game, and that was the game that made made my career right there because uh, Bill Self, uh, Kelvin Sampson, obviously those two were the ones. I Kelvin Sampson was was probably at Houston at the time. Bill Self was probably at, at Illinois, wasn't he? Bill Self was at Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa! Yeah, 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 yeah. Kelvin was at OU because Oh, he was still okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Georgetown. Burrow was there from South Florida. He was at South Florida at the time. Arizona State, Florida State, man, all these coaches was there like crazy, and that my my recruit went crazy. Wow! After that weekend, that's. And then I was able to just kind of stay consistent because I that was my uh, south my sophomore year. Right. Right. Okay. Man, it was we had Trey Kilpatrick the year before beside of Georgetown. We had 
Right. And it was just players. And having that group of players and that dynamic was really good. We, we won the East that year and, and ended up losing the uh, Hutch. Okay. And, uh, in, the, in the playoffs. Uh, was Laverne, was Laverne playing on that team? Yeah, Laverne Smith. Yeah. Shout out to Laverne, man. Laverne know me. We 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 know Laverne. I'm gonna try to get him on, man. Um I got a call from Jerron Rush last week, man. He called me up. Yeah, he was like, Hey John, man, what's going on, man? They gave me a number. I heard you writing all these books, man. I'm about ready to write a book. I was like, I got you, bruh. So Shout out to Jerron, and I'm going to try to get him on the show. So, I mean, if you hear me now, Jerron, you coming. I'm going to put you on. Right. You coming. I don't right. care. Right. You better be sober. But uh, anyway. <laughs> you're right. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. But, uh, no, nah, man, but I wanted to tell you that, or excuse me, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people in Wanda, they don't know your story, man. And you giving those bits and dime pieces of kind of like how you progressed and how the coach has seen you, man. It, it, it makes sense now. I remember I was, uh, I was, I just graduated from Johnson County and I, I chose to go to Division Two. So I went to Mid America Nazarene. I got signed there. Coach was like, all right, John, I want you to play on the JV team. Yeah, Coach, I want you to play on the JV team for a few times and we're going to bump you up. And I was like, Coach, now you know I didn't play that. Johnson County. I'm not trying to be on no JV team. He said, yeah, the, the players, you know, we, we just want to see how you are. So I destroyed the players on the JV and, and the other team, but it was some other issues going on behind the scenes. And I decided to, uh, to, to leave. But when I was there, uh, cause not 11 had just happened. It was two people that I seen on TV and I was like, Dang, I wonder what would have happened if I would have stayed. It was Earl Watson. He was playing for UCLA at the time with Jerron and all those. And it was you. It was Kelly. I was like, man, these cats is on national television. I'm playing with them. They from the hood. They from my block. I just, look, it was like just a year ago, me and Kelly was uh, working at Sam's Club. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. (laughs) So, but it, right. But it's it's yeah. it's humbling to me because I still ended up making it. You know my story. Somebody seen the dunk contest, played overseas, and things happened from there. But when I see you and Earl and the Reggie Evans and the Tyron Lues and Chris Weems and all these are Andrew Davis, we all have stories to tell where we can honestly tell kids, look, man, I started from the bottom and yeah, man, I'm here. And I look at you and I'm just so proud because you are a very humble guy. You don't go around talking and, and, and you know, kind of saying, like, look what I've done. You kind of need to do that because, and I know you've done it to some guys in the past, but I believe during this time and season, more black men need to be more uh, vocal about some of the things they went through and how they made it because, you never know your story can influence or motivate or inspire somebody else to do some of the same things you've done. And they may have went through the same experiences you're going through. Well, man, uh, you know, I've coached for 20 years, man. You know, yeah, it'll be 20 years next year. This is my 19th year of coaching because I started coaching in 2002. Wow. And uh, I worked my way up to be, you know, head coach of a couple programs. I had a semi-pro women 
Right. Uh, I was a coach at KCK for, for six years. Yeah. And, you know, was able to share and do some things. And now I'm over at Turner just, just kind of helping the kids out, helping right. the coaches out. Right. Uh, Turner High School. But, but man, you know, though, that's my platform. That's, I always said I was a, I'm, I'm more of a life coach than anything. Right. You know, basketball is my avenue and all that, but it, I'm a life coach. I love being on the court, but I love talking to young people, man. Right. Uh, I'm with I'm with young people every day now. Yeah. Uh, and just trying to direct or, you know, give them something to latch on to, to give them hope because I, I you know, a lot of a lot of kids and like you like you saying black men. Right. Black young boys. Right. Take a look at people like yourself who are always giving back and have that, that, you know, that compassion and that heartfelt purpose to kind of guide these young men into giving them hope and giving them some good teachable skills and moments where they can use that for their journey and their mission in life. Um, it was a lot of people that, 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 that taught me. Um, Mike Jeffers was one of them, you know, Rocky Lamar, all those guys were good, but. It was it was people in my neighborhood, man, that really taught me the most. You know what I'm saying? That was a big impact. Yep. It, 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 yep. It's something about knowing your own. You know, you said you grew up with like Curtis Lee and all those guys in the neighborhood. I had Jeffrey Hawkins, who was two houses up for me. He played for KU, was part of that national or excuse me, Final Four run in 2001. And then um, I had Daryl Stuckey. Who you know they won the conference football title and he played for you know the um, San Diego Chargers and they yeah. these guys are in my neighborhood you know I can right. they came to my place played basketball right. and uh, it was just something about that camaraderie you know like you said that uh, of the neighborhood so I'm just kind of shocked that you went to OU. And and I want you yeah. to help me to understand why did you choose OU over yeah. some of the other ones? And I think you mentioned it earlier, but if yeah. you didn't, help me out. So so my recruiting process, man, I'm one of those ones I didn't want to take a long process. So I, I had five visits set up, man. I only end up taking two. Oh, okay. Uh, I had narrowed it down came down to who was on me the longest and who was the most genuine. Right, right. I narrowed it down to Tulsa. Okay. Bill Self and Coach Seth Oklahoma. I did not know that. And my, uh, the, the coach that was recruiting me at Tulsa is Norm Roberts, who's Bill Self's right-hand man right, right now. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I'm it's slipping my brain. He gonna he gonna beat me up. I know 
<laughs> it's all, don't hold it to it's been 20 years 20 years ago so yeah man so uh, I narrowed it down so I take a visit to Tulsa right man I took a visit to Tulsa and Bill Self's there so since you saying that I'm gonna put on my hat I'm gonna put on my bill I'm gonna put it on I'm gonna put it on right here we had a great time I make Eric Coley I meet all those guys yeah Uh -huh. And then two days later, I go to Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma brings in a plane, the Neo Show, at the little municipal airport. Are you serious? Only people on the plane is me and the pilot, bro. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, this is love, man. Whoa. Right. <laughs> Bill Self at the time. I call Bill Self and I'm like, I call Coach Robert. Oh, Coach Robert. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Coach Robert, man, I got some news for you. I want to holler at He said, hold on a second. Let me get Coach Self on the phone. Okay. Coach Self, get on the phone. And before I can say anything, Coach Self says, and I ain't told many people this story. It's only a few people know this story. Uh -huh. Coach Self, get on the phone. He says, I don't get to say nothing. Coach Self, get on the phone. He said, man, Kelly. Man, I am sorry to hear this, man. We had a two-guard named Stokes at the time. Uh -huh. And they thought he was going to transfer because he'd been threatening to transfer and they was kind of ready to get rid of him. But Bill Self don't really kick people off his team. Right. If you leave, you leave. Right. He said, he said Kelly, man, he's not, he's not going to leave. He's going to come back for his next year. I don't have no scholarships left. We done already signed everybody. Oh. Opportunity. Make the best of the opportunity. He said you can have two schools. You said you narrowed it down to two schools. Right. So what you calling me for? You supposed to go call me and say after you said you signed. Exactly. So I was like, all right, man, I'm driving. Right, right. <laughs> so I can hug 
Simpson. Uh, called, oh, the assistant. Uh, the assistant. Yeah. And I said, man, I'm coming to Oklahoma. I ain't even, I ain't even wait for nothing. I'm coming to Oklahoma. Right. He said, man, hold on a second. Let me get Coach Sampson on the phone. Coach Sampson. He said, that's what's up, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Wow. Now, understand, I'm still going to hurt now. Yeah. <laughs> You can't complain, man. You was a part of something special that a lot of athletes would die for. You know what I'm saying? And and I look at you. Yeah, I look at you. I wish, and I don't know if y'all played anybody in the Pac-10 back then. Like, I, and if y'all did, I, I don't know if y'all played Earl in them. But if y'all did, okay, yeah, y'all played them. Yeah. Did y'all play Stanford at the time? Did y'all play Stanford? No, we never did. We never did play Stanford. It's just funny because, like, we mentioned Chris Williams a while back, and, like, people don't even understand. Like, he was the sharpest shooter I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, his skill with the bass, like, his his touch was just so freaking smooth, man. And he was just agile. Like, you you can see what he was going to do. No, no, but no matter what you did, you weren't going to stop it. Because he was just that freaking smooth. So, you know, I looked at him at Stanford. I looked at you. And I looked at Earl. But you and Earl were like the ones I was like, dang, I'm down here at Johnson County. I'm looking at y'all on the TV screen. Then I look at, uh, then the next year I see you at OU. And I see uh, Chris Williams at Stanford. I'm like, dang. And then I see my teammate 
Joe Casper, he plays in Rhode Island for a while. And I see Javon, I see Javon Jefferson, he goes to Cleveland State. And I'm like going, everybody doing their thing. You know, when you when you leave when you leave a junior college, your hopes is to play Division One basketball. Right. And if you go to Division Two, it's okay, but you want to sign D one. That's the reason why you go to John, you know, to the junior colleges first. That was it. So now it's a little bit different. You go to a D2 now and still shine and get the glory and get all the pub. I look at Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rotman and all these guys, you know, and still do it. But back then it was just something special to do. But I want to segue into, you know, um, ending the phone calls because we, we had 52 minutes now and I got to shut it down. But but I will say this, Kelly, is that, man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on, man. And I hope these kids or anybody who's looking at this podcast know from Wyandotte County that it is young men, young African-American men that can do more than just play basketball. You know, we can think, we can uh, educate, we can inspire, and we can motivate, and we can do it in a professional way without us having to, uh, you know, put entertainment music or uh, degrading women or have any kind of right. negative effect with our voice. Um, That's real talk, man. That's real talk. We definitely got to do that again, do this again, and maybe get, get in depth in, in that avenue. We will. Uh, but yeah, man, hey, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having this platform. And, and you know, definitely, man, call me anytime, man. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. Now, do you have any following? Do you have any social media following that you want to tell to the uh, the podcasters man, or anything I, like that? I don't at this time, man. Okay. I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm old school. I don't do a whole lot of social media, man. <laughs> you know, you ain't old, old, man. You well-seasoned, man. You well-seasoned. I'm All right, well, call me anytime if you ever want me to pub anything for you, man. Um, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Focus Driven with John Hudson. I want to thank again my special guest, Mr. Kelly Newton from Wyandotte to New York Show, the Oklahoma, the worldwide, baby. This young man has done it all, and I'm glad he's sharing his story with us today. And be on the lookout. Um, for you guys who don't know, y'all can always follow me on Instagram at John underscore Hudson, or you can go to my website at JohnWHudson.org. I'm doing this for the community. I'm doing this for the culture, and you know I'm doing this for the church because this is church that we're speaking about right now. Uh, so appreciate you, Kelly, man, and to everybody out there in Focus Driven World, God bless y'all. Peace. Kelly, stay on the line, man. I'm about to end it. Hold on.